Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Start Church Podcast, Beyond the Call, and uh, really excited about today's podcast. We're going to delve into items that we're dealing about right today, and I've got two special guests with me today, pastors of Discover Life Church, Pastor Manny and Pastor Andy. Guys, thank you so much for being here with us. I'm so glad I'm here, Nathan. Thank you for allowing us to share with you. So, so good to be here. So, hey, guys, why don't you, I've known you for a while, but for the sake of our listeners, why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, give us a little background, and what's your role uh, at the church? Perfect. Um, I'm going to start off with me, Nathan. Is that good? Yeah. All right. My name is Manny Rivera. My wife is Victoria Rivera. We have been in ministry now for, uh, actually, in December, every 30 years. And so, uh, Congratulations. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, we've, uh, we've had a chance to plant uh, a few churches. We uh, oversee Three, and then we we pastor Discover Life Church of North Georgia. Uh, Nathan's pretty familiar with this church, uh, very familiar with it. And, uh, um, but yeah, it's, just, it's, it's been fun. We've been here two and a half years, and uh, it's been great. It's been That's great. That's great. And then, uh, Pastor Andy, what do you do at the church there? Yeah, so um, I'm Andy McMahon, and I'm the executive pastor at Discover Life Church, and I also oversee all of our creative tech um areas of the church so anything that goes into audio sound video or anything like that uh and beyond i love it yeah your church planners you get it done right uh one of the things i'm really excited about this uh, guys we're going to deal with the top the covid topic and the crisis that's going on and what i love about this is we've got uh both the visionary pastor side the executive pastor side so both groups that'll be on the podcast get to hear some voices in the different perspective and what i'd like to do is just jump right in um, let's scope out a little bit. And as the COVID-19 situation began to unfold, many pastors started dealing with like a myriad of different challenges. For you guys, just thinking about your story over the last few weeks, what were some of the initial challenges that you guys faced, maybe emotionally, spiritually, physically? What are some of the challenges you guys begin to work through? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, the initial uh, uh, situation that we had to manage is, keeping people settled, uh, not allowing fear yeah. to take. And so we, you know, we immediately went into prayer and came up with a, a basic solution in our strategy of how we minister to people. Um, and it, it's really, it's, it's two legs, two principles, it's communication and community, communication and community. And so, you know, getting together with, with Andy and the team, um, we, began to write out protocols. Um, we wrote, actually wrote out protocol one, two, and three, and then we had communicated that with the church. And, and the first protocol that we communicated, even at, during church service, before all this social distancing began to happen, is we basically told people not to be in fear. God's in control, but we were gonna practice some cleanliness and and some, you know, a little separation. And right. Andy, what were the things that we, we initiated in Protocol 1? Just to refresh my memory. 
Yeah, absolutely. So some of the things that we did is the first thing was um, instead of passing offering buckets, we um, pulled our giving kiosk forward and asked every, everybody put their offering there. Um, and we have something at our church with our uh, coffee program. We give out a free coffee mug to first time guests. And, and then if you bring that coffee mug back, your cocktails are um, donation based. Instead of costing money, you decide how much money you want to pay for it. We ended that program immediately, but still offered the um, donation base. So what we didn't want to do is start taking cups back from people. Um, our cafe, um, people handling cash were to wear gloves and change them anytime they offered, uh, anytime they handled cash. Um, our meet and greet area or meet and greet time during service changed pretty significantly. Instead of, we would tell people to shake hands, give hugs, you know, all of that. And it, we call it the Corona bump where yeah. you just put your elbow out and tap elbows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we obviously had hand sanitizer um, all over the church and uh, we implemented some more cleaning. So in the morning times, for anybody showed up, we have the um, privilege, I think, to meet at a school right now. And um, they have industrial sanita sanitization. Um, uh, it's like a cart that they push and they can spray everything. Oh, so yeah. they would come in at 6 a.m. and sanitize our entire building before anybody showed up. So our kids ministry was safe. Um, our sanctuary was safe and our lobby was safe. So Nathan, what we did was implementing all that, communicating that brought a peace of mind to the congregation that leadership was on top of it. Right, right. That's the, that's the physical portion of it. The spiritual was actually the preaching and teaching of God's word that, you know, we weren't going to operate in a spirit of fear. Um, and then we started a message series immediately um, on on combating fear, you know, using the the triad of the kingdom, which is uh, 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 faith, hope, and love. Yeah. Anyway, so without getting into all of that, because you know I don't want to get preachy, but it's it's helping. It's helped. The attitudes have have, have been good. So I hear you say you you started communicating clearly. It sounds like you had a plan that had several levels, mm -hmm. and you begin to work through. So you begin to protect the community, begin to communicate a vision. Uh, I heard you say, Andy, that you guys meet at a school. Were there challenges there? I know a lot of schools shut down. What what ultimately happened with that? The, the biggest challenge we had there was the not knowing. Um, one day it is, uh, you know, we're business as usual. We'll let you know if anything changes. And then the minute somebody starts a, um, the minute somebody has a press conference or decides that things are going to shut down, things shut down. Uh, we don't have a choice at that point. So what happened was we went in Thursday and set up the uh, set up the school. And um, I actually went out to get uh, a smoothie because we're in the middle of a fast. And um, I was sitting with my family and they called me and they said, uh, we just closed the schools. Wow. And uh, we're not good. We don't know when we're going to come back. So then at that moment, we had to know exactly what we were going to go in and get to be able to hold service that weekend. Fortunately, we had already created a list that we knew. So um, they let us in, they gave us one hour at the time to come in, get everything that we needed and get out. And, um, go, and, we landed it. and fortunately I have a minivan with no seats in it right now because <laughs> of my nonprofit. So um, we, I think actually there was one bucket seat, you know, one of the middle ones, it is now currently sitting at the school and I cannot get it. <laughs> because I left it there so, to fill my car up. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny, but uh, that's, that's church planting. That's great. So yeah. you actually, 
So Pastor Mate, has that hit you? You get a message, no building. What, what's your first reaction to that? How did you begin to meet that? Well, um, you know, thankfully we, we, we knew that we immediately had to engage in, in online services. Um, you know, we didn't hit the panic button. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, let me pull back just a little bit because I, because I, I deal with so many pastors and I'm part of a network and, and I also oversee some other church plants. And, and I try to tell these guys, if we put ourselves in a position where, and I'm, I, I'm talking to pastors here, so I need you to understand that, that we don't require church services to stay alive as the ministry because we put ourselves in a position where financially um, we don't have to let go of staff. We won't skip a beat. And so we planned, we were like the ant and we planned for the season ahead of time. So it wasn't a shocker. There were some guys that I, that I minister to and I try to coach there. They were fearful. We don't know what we're going to do. How is this going to happen? I'm like, you know, you know, I, you had already worked through a plan. We did. Yeah, we so did. That gave you that sense of not only faith, but you had confidence you were prepared. Correct. Because being in a building in a portable sense, now this, you know, I really feel this is our year that we're going to buy or, or get into our, our permanent location. But it's still, we're still operating in a month to month situation. So you have to have a plan. You got to be stable yeah. in case anything happens. We, we, we can't fear. And we, 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 we have, you know, plan B, plan C, plan D. Yeah. And uh, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't weird for us at all. I felt like we knew what we needed to do. And, and uh, so, yeah, yeah. We know that as a pastor, you're probably busy trying to figure out how to take your church online. Well, we've got great news. We've created a guide just for you. Our new guide, which we call Start Church Connect, is designed to help you walk through an easy to follow solution to bring your church online. And while there's many solutions out there, this one will make it simple, easy to use in a way for you to engage this moment for the gospel. Now, usually this product would cost $25, but right now we're giving it away for just $1. Visit startchurch.com connect and get your plan today. You know, an online campus is a possibility. Let Start Church Connect make it a reality. So you're, you had a plan, uh, your, your portable school closes. How did you prioritize? So everything's coming at you at once, right? School's closing, global pandemic. How do you step back and say, here's what I need to prioritize and how I'm going to respond, right? Because 100 things came at once in sure. one of the days. Sure. What are some principles you use during that time to say, here's how I'm going to work through this? Absolutely. Um, first thing is don't panic. Yeah. Secondly, establish communication channels and keep people connected constantly. We have, we, we use Slack. Um, a lot of companies use this and, 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 and so do churches. And, and we have what we call a dream team. A dream team are basically, it's really the core of a church. People who have gone through our, um, our next steps and um, um, or growth tracks and have fully established, they're the you know, strong giving members. Um, and 
there, we, 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 we constantly drive the concept of communication always. And, 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 and so immediately communicating with these core members was key. Yeah. Um, letting them know, you know, we can't meet at the school, so this is what we're going to do. We were not allowed to meet in the school before the government asked people not to meet in churches or in gatherings. We so we were one week ahead, mm-hmm. and that first week was it was a bit nervous, but but we immediately informed the people, this is our next plan. Yeah, online services, weekly devotionals morning prayer meetings yeah and then with the you know inundation with uh text messages uh, church, you know, group-wide church-wide text messages um keeping them constantly informed I so see. we know we needed to do that you prioritize the spiritual first hey don't panic then you prioritize the structure hey we're going to keep communication and then your plan saying i want to make sure everybody's clear that's what i heard absolutely absolutely that's great. So talk me through this. How do you reposition? Uh, reposition what you're doing, you know, before that happens, you have things you're trying to get accomplished. Things change, right? How do you recast a vision uh, to show that this is still a continuation of what we've been saying we're going to do? Correct. We, in, in everything that we've been communicating, I remember, uh, I remember meeting with our team regarding this, um, in the whole concept of the two things that we're implementing in this, what we call COVID season, is communication and community. Where what are we communicating? We're communicating that our message stays the same, our core values stay the same, how we do ministry stays the same. Our methods change, but our meth but our message remains the same. And so the only thing that's changing is that we can't be face to face in life groups or on Sunday morning. But in order to communi- in order for that for pe- to create that culture, we have to over communicate that me- that that yeah. method, and until it gets to a place that we we know that we're not letting people go by the wayside or they're not connecting with what we're doing. So we knew that we had to over communicate now in a in a normal yeah day and week over communicating can become white noise yeah sure uh, in a crisis situation over communication became the prescription needed to keep people connected i see so let's do this Let, let's shift gears a little bit now you got the you got the time and now it's go time you've got to pull off a service right you got made the leap how has it gone let's scope out just for a second before we get into the nitty-gritty what's it been like meeting online uh, is it is it working? Is your how's your giving? How's your attendance? Talk me through through that. Well, the um, the uh, maybe Andy can help me with this because he's the numbers guy. Um, I the only way we're able to gauge it is through the analytics, yeah. um, and uh, we have been able to you know you know <laughs> we've been able to get obviously Facebook Live on YouTube um, this week. You know we're going into the third week. We um, we're now we're going to feed into our website, uh, and Andy, you can chime in anytime you want to. I think we're using a a, uh, a service called Restream. Uh, mm-hmm. With that, we we're able to we're able to see all the analytics. You know who's who's logging on, how many people, how long they were, the engagements, the whole works. Um, this is where 
this goes off of my field. Andy, tell me exactly how we're gauging these numbers. Yeah, so um, week one was a little bit tricky. Um, the difference between in-person and online is online moves so fast. Yeah. It's funny because it's the same amount of time, but um, how quickly everyone logs in at, in a building you don't have a chime that every time someone walks in the door, it says the Smiths just walked in and yeah. so-and-so just arrived. Yeah. So it, it clogs the fee significantly. I see, yeah. um, and then you also have, you know, the bandwidth issue of people's internet, our internet, which one is going. So, but so what we've been able to do is take a look at um, if one person joins, we can work on the end that they're there with their family. Uh, because a lot of people are logging in on their TVs or something yeah, yeah, like that, so we can work. Yeah, because and because they're quarantined, no one's going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so we can work on that assumption. So instead of having a calculation, I've read that some some people are going um, for every view that they get, they're doing a one point two motivation. Uh, we have the benefit of knowing all of our church attendees, so we can say, okay, that family has, you know, four people. So yeah. we can actually do a, a pretty accurate count of who we have and who we're missing. Um, week one, we ran gone. into the, say again? I think it's gone. I think it's gone really well. Week two think, went better. I think the last, the last, how many have we done? Three or two? Two, right? Two. Two. Uh, if, if these numbers are correct, they're better than any Easter we've had. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually stayed, stayed well as you're giving stayed well. You're, you're an online church, online church, you get online giving. Has that worked well as, as well? Correct, it, it has. Um, numbers wise, we, we are on budget. Uh, last week we had an incredible uh, giving week. Um, so but I think a lot of that has to do also, had to do with prior, you know, the building of the culture, of a giving culture, yeah. and thank God for online giving. Yeah. Well, I think the, thing, the reason I'm asking is as we get into some nitty gritty here, it's important for the people who are listening to the podcast to know this is working for you. Uh, you're having great attendance. You're having people continue to support. You're hitting budget. Um, so that's why as we get into this, I want them to understand this is really working for you. Um, Andy, I, it sounds like you came up with some new measurables. As a executive pastor, pastoring a church that's now virtual uh, for all intents and purposes, are, do you have new measurables that you're looking at? We do. Uh, we, we, a lot of them are the same. Obviously, we still measure um, our giving. Uh, the finances, that hasn't changed. Sure. Uh, the things that haven't changed is our attendance. Yeah. We cannot do an accurate headcount, a fully accurate headcount. Uh, we can have estimates. We can have uh, live views. Um, when you're watching online, it'll tell us how many minutes people watched. It'll tell us, um, you know, how many concurrent viewers we had. And that's been actually extremely encouraging uh we're we're getting into a part where we're going to be able to see how many states and countries people are viewing from um, i know last night we did a family devotion and i think we had two countries and seven wow. or eight states Amazing. watching and they watched the whole time wow. and so we're and we're we're learning now that our reach has actually uh grown it's increased and i think it's because of the two things that we talked about at the very beginning, the communication and community. We're not just begging people to log in and view. Uh, this is part of how we connect as a community yeah. and this is part of how we communicate. Well, that's uh, so yeah, we're tracking uh, concurrent minutes viewed, concurrent people viewing, 
Right. Uh, and, you know, that's really been helpful. So if you're just joining us on the podcast today, we're talking with the pastors of Discover Life Church here as they transition uh, through the COVID crisis from a physical uh, location to a virtual location. And I love this quote here, our reach has increased. I mean, it sounds like God's using this for something, you know, Romans 8:28. all things work together for good. What would have been the cost to try to reach eight states and two countries, you know, physically, but now you're reaching that there. So it's, it's encouraging to hear. Let us, let's kind of downshift a little bit into the nitty gritty. So you're going online. Did you recreate your service? Did you do the same service? How did you come up with that? Um, we, we adjusted some of it, obviously, because, uh, you know, the uh, live setting is different than a broadcasting studio setting, obviously. Um, uh, you know, no drums. Uh, uh, we went with piano and just an, an acoustic guitar. So it's worship isn't as dynamic uh -huh. as we have on a live event, uh, which is fine, which is fine. I know some churches are actually doing it off their platforms and Obviously, with you know, with us still sure. being portable, um, we have to go in a studio setting. So, you know, worship has, has changed. The the services have you know they're also shorter. Um, it's you know with with screen watching being so quick, yeah, we had to we, you know we you know things had to be quick and and fast and so. Um, but there's still time there for inspiration. You know, this past week our worship time uh, went a little longer than the week before, but I really felt we engaged in a great time of worship. And, and, and we saw that in, in the comments of the people and whatnot. And so that was good. Uh, from there, we, we went into some quick announcements after the announcements offering. So that basically stayed the same, um, but we just kept it flowing um, and pretty much somewhat abbreviated. Um, of course, people think that my sermons are never abbreviated, but nevertheless, um, we still preached. And, uh, and so, yeah, yeah, that's basically how it was. That's great. And um, what's it been like preaching? Do you, are you uh, keeping your same preaching style? Are you sitting down? Are you going for the camera? For those that aren't, don't have a picture yet, what does that look like for you? Correct. Yeah. Um, we felt like it was important that we didn't change yeah. a lot of the things that somebody who is watching would come back to our church and I want them to kind of feel how we do things. So yes, what we have done is we, we in keeping the group under 10, um, we did have, I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we have several, what happens on a Sunday morning, we have several stations that happens on a live broadcast, which I know I, I like to get to later, but I do have a small studio audience with a audience mic. Yeah, so you're so, speaking to live people. Correct. And so I want, and, and their responsibility is really to respond back to me. So yeah. I want the people who are listening to feel that, you know, there's also people there and there's this, not just this you know, one guy preaching to a camera. Yeah, that's so I, you know, I would even say, you know, you know, you know, you know how most preachers do, da 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 da, da you know, can I get an amen? Yeah. You hear, amen. Yeah. And you know, I got actors back there because I want them to go loud and, yeah, sure. and, and you know, emotional. And so, um, and so we did that. That seems to work very well. So those dynamics um, in place um, have been good. Talk about your ministry time. Uh, some people call it altar time or ministry time. Talk about that. How do you do that in a, in a, is there even a place for that in the virtual? Yes, well, there is. And so what we, what we, what we did was um, 
on the room next to our studio, we have a big table. Mm -hmm. And we have, how many we have uh, uh, online chatters? Nine. Um, nine. Online chatters, nine. Right. So we have nine people wow. with computers and headphones. And their responsibilities are, we deem them as the um, online pastors who are ministering. Because what happens in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a live stream social media platform is we're able to engage with the listener as they either ask questions. So a few of them are posting the points or some, some power principles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they pop up on the feed and people have come, we have conversations with people. We, our greeters are also our online pastors. When somebody pops up, we immediately greet them. Um, Bob, I'm so glad that you're here today. So uh, we're blessed to have you here. Like a, like a greeter. There's exactly, there are online readers. So this constant collaboration that takes place, typically in a church setting, you know, it's, it's not really nice to talk while somebody's preaching sure. in an auditorium. But in this case, there is constant, yeah. constant talking. And so we, we, we want to start a conversation with whoever and then answer questions. And we also have some security guards that watch for trolling and... Sure. We try to get those trolls out, and um, that did happen. And so, uh, so that ministry portion of it, answering your question is, is vital, very yeah. vital. But what we also have done, and Andy, you can uh, just kind of explain, we, we utilize voice over IP mm -hmm. and with a telephone. Andy, explain how we actually did that. Yes, yeah, so um, for the COVID-19 response, um, ringcentral.com has offered um, most companies uh, free service. It's their premium service, but it's for free. So there's an application process that you have to go through and you have to sign a contract just uh, basically that you're not going to sell their service and stuff like that. Sure. But what they've done is um, they, they give you a full VoIP system. Um, we opted not to have a phone mail to us, so I don't know about the cost for that. But what we did do is um, we, they gave us 10 free lines. And what we've done is we've, we've set up user accounts for nine people wow. and uh, we have one line that they dial. And then as the call comes in, it forwards to the next available person. Wow. So if we, we tell people, if you want to answer this altar call, dial this number. And then what will happen is they'll be um, in touch with a pastor of our church within a minute. And at that moment, then we can start praying for people, asking them their name, their phone number. If they want to accept Christ, we write all of it down. Uh, we get all of their information so we can follow up because, you know, yes, answering the altar call is one thing, but we're about, we're in the discipleness. So um, wow. that's, that's what we've done. And it was a completely free service for the duration of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Total number of people involved with production on Sunday morning now is what? I'm counting. Yep. What? Including the prayer people, we're looking at, um, 15 but um a lot of our people prayer um they actually are answering the phone from their house because we can forward the information we right. can forward the call to them and i can monitor the calls that are coming in you you work in business you understand that you can jump on any call if you need to and listen um it's the same kind of concept here and they and they, we have a log where they document everything and, and then we're able to uh, create a follow-up process from there 
you know what I love about that is you're keeping your whole team engaged. A lot of people are trying to make the leap online and it's one guy in an iPhone. But what you've done is been able to keep all these people on mission, involved, adding value. And that's so great. I can see how that, have you felt that in your teams, a sense of momentum and we're church players and we get it done kind of a thing? Yeah, it, it really has. And I think what's been neat about it is that there's been some people that were somewhat, you know, in the, in the shadows, but this season has caused them to come forward. And there's some that have been on the limelight in particularly, you know, some singers and musicians and whatnot. And, no, well, you know, we're not using them as we were in live services. And so, yeah. you know, so they've kind of taken a break. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, the transition back is going to be. Uh, yeah, sure. As well. <laughs> so let's talk through uh, some of the physical side. Let's get into the real practicality. Did you have to go purchase a system or did you have light sound? And maybe Andy, if you, I don't know if you want to talk to this or what, how did you guys get your physical items in place. Um, correct. Well, we sense, you know, um, our goal prior to all this had been, was always to start an online campus. And so we've been working on our online campus for over a year. Yeah. Uh, so we initially bought some equipment and we've just kept adding to it and adding to it. And I think it's, it's taken us, uh, right about a year of practicing every Sunday before we ever went live. And so we utilized the, the, the video equipment and then building the video ministry or the video teams and training people. Sure. You know, um, that took almost a whole year. And what we did initially was just record the sermons and do some post-production and post them on our website. But what the whole goal was to go live. Well, you know, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good. Well, it's just so happened. Obviously, we didn't expect this COVID-19. But, Andy, how long have we been going live, full worship and sermon, before this COVID season kicked in? How many weeks was it? Full worship. We've got to be at six weeks, eight weeks, something like that, with wow. full worship and everything. So, so we had a little running head start. Um, we were blessed. Yeah in the sense that we did the homework ahead of time. So the learning curve wasn't as yeah. big and you know, severe as uh, maybe some other churches, unfortunately, have had to deal with. Well, it speaks to the leadership of the Lord, too. You know, you got this vision, and you didn't wait on it and say one day or when there's a perfect environment. Because you moved toward your vision, even in incremental steps, you were ahead of it. Like you said, I love that term. We had a running head start. Right. You know, and, that's, that's great. And if I can interject this, I'm not sure. <laughs> we had criticism from our own, some of our own congregants mm. as to why are we still portable one in an online campus? You know, you know, every church has people that don't see the whole picture. Yeah. So we actually have some verbal um, disagreement, uh, well, people who were kind of verbal about it. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, obviously that got corrected, but I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm smiling now. <laughs> hey, the, the wisdom of the Lord, right? Is your, uh, you, know, I, you know, most people are obviously still with us and you just kind of want to look at them and go, yeah. 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 
this will help in the future too with why sure. we're moving in those directions and when things come up you know you never know what the lord is preparing you for exactly. Um, so that's excellent talk to me about um you said you had some of the equipment andy what did you realize you didn't have what what did you need to figure out i think everything that we needed to figure out was troubleshooting um just small issues that we encountered um it's interesting we've been going live now um, at some capacity for a pretty good amount of time and all of the devices and everything that we were work that we had were working and um the minute we started this um new season that we're in we started noticing some of our equipment is not doing so well so um so a lot of what we've done is we we you know needed to cool off one of our devices it was running too hot mm. so we just had to buy a fan for it you know um there's a lot of stuff that that you just would never think of that we would that we would need obviously studio lighting we actually have um from just doing videos for easter and you know some yeah, things like that so, right, yeah. yeah so advertisements and stuff like that so um so we already had all of the studio lighting a lot of it then was getting it into the room and figuring out how are we going to make this work for the room that we're in and um to, to present put our best foot forward yeah. for um for our congregation we um when we started the video team what the mantra that i came up with it um we wanted to communicate to our video team is it's a seat not a window mm. we want to make sure that when we're presenting ourselves we're not just letting people peek in a window at what we're doing we, we want them to know that they're sitting there with us even though they're online and i think having that mantra and moving it forward um has really helped us in that and as far as equipment goes Pastor Manny, I cannot think of anything that we had to run out and buy. A lot of it was software. Um, there's a new element. We need to get to YouTube, so we had to find a software that could do that. Um, and that's really where things got a little bit um, not even difficult, just a lot of research is involved in making the best decision in a very quick amount of time. A I mean, short amount of time. Being very, very, being very practical, one thing that we had to actually go buy was we had to make our own ethernet cable because at the school we can't use the school's ethernet so what we do at the school is we have we have an um what is that called andy a, a wireless a router, router yeah. made TNT. Yeah. and thankfully the towers right beside us so we get good signal yeah. um but then we realized oh goodness we we can't use this thing where we are we have good upload speed but you know we have yeah just have to point. make adjustments that's basically it all the other equipment we had um and that that was a blessing we didn't have to go buy um some things now here lately we we did buy a few things just little odd, odds and ends but to complete our system we were ready to roll our our biggest challenge was staging and it still is because right now we are being, being very open we're in, in, in my basement right now we, we're portable so we don't have a building so we don't have a building that has its own studio but we need a large enough that we can put a band or some people you know a tv a monitor while i preach um and large enough and so in my basement is where we're staging and i'm not satisfied with the look that we have we're constantly going to change it uh, so we might have to put some money in staging if this continues so you're constantly up, upgrading that 
uh, updating. Look, yeah. yes, definitely. And you know, I'm, you know, as pastors, we all we all go online and we look at other churches. And I was yeah. talking with our network, and one guy just confessed and said, "Hey guys, I need help because my videos look like a like a Bin Laden, you know, <laughs> a video. You know, I mean, it's just." Oh goodness, and, and and a lot of pastors just don't know. Sure, and we're we're working with what we have, you know, without having an actual studio studio. So maybe advice you'd have is to get a creative person take a look at your video. Yes, correct, correct. Constantly looking, angles, um, the whole works. Yeah, that. So do you replay it during the week? Do you watch your your service again and critique? Correct. Yeah, we we leave it up on our, on Facebook and on YouTube, um, and uh, team is supposed to look at it. And they do. Uh, we critique the sound transitions, uh, how we do it, how we present ourselves in front of the camera, the angles, the look, the back background, everything, and never satisfied. You know, we never are. So things are in a steep learning curve right now, right? So you're three weeks into virtual. What's what's something you're doing this week that you learned over the last two weeks, either that you're going to do or not do? Correct. Well, here's one of them for us. We, we've been able to now utilize our software that we use. We use Sling Studio. And... And now we're using more features. Now we're forced to do that. We've, now we're able to do lower thirds and uh, work with ProPresenter, just integrating more because... For people who don't know with a lower third, what, can you explain that real quick? Lower thirds are basically during praise and worship, uh, during the new, uh, the words pop up through chroma key bottom. So it's not like we need to look at a screen. Um, so they just pop up at the bottom. They fade in and out as the, as the song lyrics are sung. Um, that's something that, you know, we just had to kind of implement. We, we didn't need it uh, in church because, uh, which now, we weren't, we weren't necessarily doing it in church, right? Yeah. And we began to implement it now. One thing, uh, um, other things are, we have a monitor on, our, on this beside me that I use for preaching. And I've realized that, when the camera in this studio, when the camera hits it, um, if it's if, if if it's a bright or light background on the screen, it affects the lighting. And so, you know, lighting is so key when it comes to video. And there are some people that are just get hired for lighting because they know how to work lighting, and and lighting is everything. And we're fixing that every week. We're, yeah. we're tweaking it. Um, getting more lights, uh, moving the lights around, blocking windows because we're in a, you know, in a, I'm in a basement that has windows. And so, so yes, those are the adjustments. Um, are you leaving it set up or are you resetting up each week? Leaving it set up. Oh, goodness. Yes. Ooh, yes. I, I was, I was speaking to my wife and one of our creative guys this morning and I, I told him, what can we do to change our background? Yeah. And the only thing we came up with is going somewhere else to do it. But then every place that we look for a, you know, for a church like ours, we have to set up and tear down. Oh, uh, yeah. And to do that Not on working. a studio, oh, goodness. Andy, what about you? What have you learned over the last couple of weeks? 
I've learned that the work that we've put in over the last, um, gosh, five years really, but um, specifically the last two years has been worth it. Um, our, our battle cry has been, um, guys, we're, we're getting better because everything that we do, we want to do it in excellence because we never know. We never know. And um, it, it's good now to see um, all of our technology people come together and go, wow, wow, the reason we're able to do this is because we've never stopped learning. Because yeah. with any software that you ever get on, you can learn a little bit about it or you can learn a lot about it. And when you get on a software, if you learn a lot about it, you may not use it right away, but it's been so good that we know a lot about what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so some of the changes we've made technologically wise is just integration. Instead yeah. of having three different things that can work, we've tied them all together. Our mm -hmm. soundboard ties into our video feed. Um, our, our projection now ties into our video feed. So all of it works together as one system, though it's multiple softwares and hardwares. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, challenges, R real quickly. Uh, people don't respond to change very well. Uh, Pastor Manny, how are you, what, what are some of those early challenges just on the virtual front? You got to keep connecting people. Hey, this is real ministry or any of those kind of challenges you've had to work through? Um, we, we haven't experienced, uh, I, I, let me rephrase. I, I told our team, I said, I told them, I, you know, there are three levels of the, of the process. You know, some people have, you know, the storming, norming, I, you know, processes. I use the, uh, desire, discipline, and delight. And I think we're still in a newness, a desire. People are, this is neat. We get to stay home. We get to watch it from home. Yeah. We haven't had a pushback or a, you know, the, the, you know, the need to, you know, long to go back to the way we were doing it. Sure. It's really been neat, but um, if this continues, I'm waiting or I'm prepping to see how are we going to maintain this culture of communication and community and, 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 and get people, keep people connected. The jury is, is not out yet on it. Yeah. And so we're, we just know if we stay connected and keep inspiring, um, we'll keep the people and somehow or another, I just feel in my heart, Nathan, that this season can be the greatest opportunity for the church yet. And I think this is a game changer. I think that going forward, this is going to become a new normal yeah. where we will still meet together, but online campuses might have to become a thing That's great. that is a reality. That's and we have to treat it with the same value as we do live worship in person. That's great. There's some people out there that are listening to this podcast and uh, in, the, in the last few minutes here, um, they're listening to podcasts. They were kind of behind the curve. They're struggling here. They're seeing their ministry struggle a little bit. Uh, you have any words of encouragement for them? Or what would you say to them in these moments here? I, to pastors, I would say this. I've, I've, I've seen quite a few and, um, talk to quite a few. As pastors, we have to embrace 
and we have to pursue with a greater tenacity millennials and gen, and gen zers they have an ability to decipher and fix problems that are technical the biggest problems that we're seeing are pastors or church leaders who are who are very sound theologically and doctrinally but very but they're not tech savvy at all and this is the biggest hump that they have and so it's if, if we're going to engage in discipleship we have to hunt these gen zers millennials you know 20 somethings and and if they're any good most of them are and there's some that are really good hook them and 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 treat them like they're going to be the next you know that's the people that we're going to pass the baton to yeah. because we need those we can leverage them and these are the ones that can help with these situations cool. some pastors right now are hurting bad and what they're producing or what they're broadcasting yeah. Um, you know, I was told a long time ago that video is a magnifier. Video is a magnifier. It just magnifies the bad, the good, but it also magnifies what's bad or what's not excellent. Yeah. And, and so it, it can hurt a ministry if it's not done correctly. Yeah. And so that technical portion of it, um, we have to recruit. We got to find them. We got to keep them. Great. pay them i don't know whatever whatever has to be done yeah yeah that's great sounds like you're engaging multiple generations to fix a single issue and that's probably a really good thing yes well guys we really appreciate you being on the podcast i think this will be gold for people who are really trying to get encouraged and figure out a strategy forward i appreciate you guys being on the program today Nathan, we thank you for having us thank we you. pray that this helps some people Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. 5718. We would be honored to serve you.